You're listening to Run, R-U-N, Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. and welcome again to another Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray, and we're going to talk about revival and things that are stopping and things that are going to help us get revival, and most of all, why we need a fresh move of God. What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? And how can we protect ourselves from what is happening in the world today? The world is changing. Spirits are being loosed Maybe they're not new spirits. I don't, I don't think, you know, the devil's inventing something new. He can't. And I don't think God's inventing new spirits. He doesn't need to. They're already out there. But they can be hidden from our eyes. We can be deceived and not know they're there. Or they can begin to target the... The, the sheep that are wandering, you know, that, that one that just wanders off, that weak sheep. You know how the wolves get the weak sheep is that sheep that gets off, off by itself or maybe it's got an injury. You know, maybe it got hurt and it just festers, you know. And we got a lot of people going to church. They just let that hurt. You know, maybe they got their feelings hurt. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine a Christian that Christ died for and the blood was shed. Can you imagine Jesus hanging on the cross saying, will they hurt my feelings? Come on. We need to get past hurt feelings and get on to the gospel and the mission and the great campaign of the kingdom of God. But anyway, people get their feelings hurt. Next thing you know, they're drifting and they're hurting and they're whining and they're, you know, and now they're complaining and now they're getting hateful at people and that, you know, and, and, and you become a target to Satan. You become a target. You wander off. You, you, you're not walking as fast. You're not running this race of revival anymore because now you're looking. You just want to sit and lick your wounds and talk about how hurt you are and how disappointed you are and how everybody's let you down. And it just opens you up to the power of the devil because that selfishness, that self-centeredness, all that stuff about you and poor old you just opens you up because uh, if there's a self centered being it's satan he's self-centered that's all he knows is himself and he gets you off on yourself so we're trying to rescue people from that and help them understand get yourself back into the flock stop being mad at churches and pastors and get yourself into a safe place yeah get yourself in the ark like noah built an ark to save his family all right well in uh in luke chapter uh, 14 it's an interesting part. It talks about the cost of being a disciple, and I want to talk about that as we reflect on revival and the cost of revival, because revival is costly, but the cost of not having revival is unthinkable. When God calls for a move of God, when God calls us and says, I'm going to give you the opportunity to have the fire of God come down. And that fire is going to help in society. It's going to help in your culture. It's going to help in your family. And you know, there were cultures, there were times in, our, in, in society and in cultures, they were ter- there were drunkenness. There was child labor, terrible, terrible labor laws for children and, and their drunkenness and prostitution and, and uh, sex trafficking. There, those are a hundred years in the past and uh, churches were empty and jails were full and uh, bars were full and all kinds and society was in terrible shape 
And you can read about it for yourself. And all of a sudden, God began to inspire people. We can have a move of God. And people began to pray for a revival, a move of God, a fresh touch from God. And they got it. And you know what? They didn't, they, they emptied the jails. There were no, they, they, they didn't need a police force. Today, they want to defund the police. Well, that's not a good idea if you need the police. But they didn't need the police anymore. There was no crime. And everybody was going to church, and everybody became honest. They got rid of child labor laws. I'm telling you, it, it changed the world. It changed society. And so that's why we're saying we need to have a move of God because look what's going on in the world today. In crime, it's going up and and uh, the school systems are going crazy with all kinds of agendas and all kinds of lifestyles are being forced on everybody. It, it's not just on the people that want them. It's on the people that don't want them. That, oh, we're losing freedoms and uh, it's not getting better. And, and wars and rumors of wars are being talked about. I, I, I'm very suspicious that war is in the, in the future of the world. And so with all that in mind, we got to see what are we doing as churches to help solve this problem and bring about a move of God that can help rescue us. All right, so in this chapter, Luke 6, uh, 14, Jesus hits some things. First of all, he hits about your father and your, he hits this thing about being a disciple and hating your father and mother to be a disciple. Then he says, suppose you want to build a tower. Then he says, suppose you want to go to war with a king. And then he says, salt loses its flavor. What if it does? That's all bang, 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 bang. And it's as though Jesus is just changing subjects. One subject, two subjects, three subjects, four. No, he's talking about the same thing. So let me take you through it. Let's go to the tower first. He says, suppose you want to build a tower. Well, you've got to first estimate the cost and make sure you can finish the tower before you start it. Make sure you've got enough money to finish the tower before you can start it, right? Just makes good sense. And it, in discipleship, it means you need to count the cost. Says, are you willing to go the full race, the full mile with this? Are you willing to be a disciple for Jesus at, no matter what it costs? Are you, do you have the heart and soul and mind to live this thing out? This is a lifetime commitment to Jesus. This isn't just just when, when, when it's convenient or just going to church on Sunday. This is a commitment to follow Jesus love Jesus and love the Lord God with all your heart. So he said, you need to decide. You want to you build this relationship? Then you need to decide. Are you willing to keep going and pay the price to build this thing? And then he says, what about a king who needs to go to war? He says, if he's going to go to war, he better make sure he's got the, the money and the troops and and uh, the weapons and everything that he can win. And if not, he better not go to war. He better go and make peace and talk this over with his enemy. So he says, you go to war, you better make sure you can do it, you know. So we take those two things and we begin to look at the modern day church. Well, people are going to church. There's mega churches. There's many churches. There's uh, preachers that are got, you know, how many followers, you know, on the Internet and Facebook. And they got thousands of followers and they got thousands of people going to their church. And then there's other churches that got medium churches. And but the funny thing about it is the even the medium and small churches, they tend to preach whatever the big churches are preaching because they they'd like to have those crowds, too. And the problem with it is we we begin to preach what people want to hear because we want the crowd. We want the money. We want the crowd. We like the popularity. And, you know, it's nothing new. The Pharisees did the same thing in Jesus' day. They like to be seen. They like to be heard. They like the best seats in the restaurant, I'll say, or the court. 
And they like the money. They like the money. They like to be seen. They like the popularity. And that's what it is. So we don't really fault them. It's just a human frailty that people like that kind of stuff. And so it's real easy as a pastor or leader to fall for it and start preaching what people like to hear and kind of building your popularity and your kingdom and all that stuff. And But the price is that it doesn't make people well. Because it's kind of like kids, you know. Kids, you can't always feed your kids what they want to eat. you got to feed them what they need to eat, you know. And if you, keep, if you just give them candy every Sunday, well, what's going to happen? See, they'll get sick. And so people are sick coming. They're sick in their soul. They're sick in their emotions. You know that. It's not just non-church people. People going to church, they're sick. They're hurting. And they need to get well. And yet we're feeding them candy to get them just through the week to get them back next week so they can get some more candy just to soothe their soul so they can, so they can keep going. And so he's saying, well, that's like building a tower, but you better see. And, and so what he's trying to tell them in their day, he says, this religion that, that is opposing Jesus, this religion that doesn't make disciples, this religion of their day is like building a tower. This religion of their day is like going to war without enough soldiers. And that's what I'm here to tell you. The first lesson that Jesus would tell us today is you got churches everywhere. We got beautiful buildings everywhere. We got preacher, preachers preaching everywhere, right? But we are building a tower we cannot finish. Listen, we are waging a war we cannot win. It's like this king. He says, if you're going to wage a war, you better make sure you can win it. The church today, the modern church today, I'm telling you this, is waging a war. Even though we're preaching, and sincerely, these are not, these are not bad people. They're preaching what they know. But they're not preaching out of the Bible because they just don't know. That's what we got to have. And, and uh, so we're, we're preaching. We're waging a war against spirits and demons and emotions and conflicts in people's hearts and minds, all this stuff going on in people, and they're going to church, we're, wage, we're trying to wage a war against them that we cannot win the way we're preaching. We cannot win with what we're saying. We cannot win it. We're waging a war we're going to lose. We're building a tower we cannot finish. We can try to build it. We can try to preach these things. We can try to gather the people and tell them all these self-hints, self how to be a better person, self-improvement and all that. It's not transforming them. It's not delivering them, but it's getting them through another day. But it's, we can't win it. It's going to catch up, and then it'll go to their children and their children, and the generations will get worse. And we won't be able to stand against the, the enemy's onslaught or a, or, or a catastrophe or a trouble that comes into the world or a war breaks out. We won't be able to stand against it. No siree. Well, finally, I want to bring up this one passage where Jesus says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, children, brothers, sisters, or his own life, he cannot be my disciple. You read that and you go, what is he talking about? I mean, surely the Bible doesn't say to hate your mom and dad and brothers and sisters. Well, of course it doesn't. Or does it? No. Jesus would never tell us to hate our father and mother. That's totally against Jewish tradition, Jewish law, Bible, everything. So we got to get down to what's going on. What In context, what does this mean? Well, here's the deal. And this is what's happening in churches today. Why we need a fresh move of God. Why we need a revival. is It's the same thing. They were surrounding themselves with people. Father, mother, sister, brother. That were telling them everything's okay. Just keep going. 
Just keep going. Just keep doing what you're doing. Get through it to another Sunday. Get through to another Saturday. Just keep going. Everything's going to be okay. And that's the kind of sermons we're getting. That's the kind of churches we're raising up. That's the kind of Christians and teachers we're raising up. And sincere as they may be, it's not going to work. So we're building a tower we cannot finish. We're waging a war we cannot win. And we're telling people, Keep going. So what he's saying is don't hate your father and mother, but you've got to hate the people, the system, the system that's surrounding you with people telling you, just keep going. Just keep doing what you're doing. Jesus loves you. It'll work out. It's going to be okay. And teaching a self-improvement, self-empowering, right? Self-love, all the things that are dying to ourselves and being transformed by the renewing of our mind, empowered and filled with the spirit, filled with the new spirit, instead of getting a revival where the power of God comes down, where it's so strong, you can't even stand. Who can stand when he appears? Well, that's the kind of preaching, that's the kind of movement, and that's why I'm praying for you and people like you. Will you start running with us? Will you start running for revival? Because that's the thing that's going to make us win. Build this tower and win this war. I hope you'll get this message and start running with me for revival. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.